guys. C.S. Joseph and uh, doing confessions of an ENTP, overcoming adversity. And what does that exactly mean? So I think it was a little bit important for me to speak on the subject, uh, given that uh, as of recent, been dealing with uh, certain people in my life who seem to not understand the concept. And, uh, and these, these people are, <laughs> uh, these people are NPs, uh, like myself. It's really, uh, it's really frustrating. It's really, uh, frustrating to see people in uh, that situation, uh, consistently. So, yeah. And apparently I faded into existence. Thank you, Elliot. Although I'm still trying to figure out how to turn up the gain on, uh, my microphone a little bit because I'm concerned that it is not loud enough still. Let's hope uh, th that's the case here. Let me see here. Audio mixer. Let's go to settings and not sure it's there. Well, I have no idea what that setting does, so I'm not going to touch it. So I guess we're just going to have to put up with my low volume and everyone just turned me up a lot like a lot a lot so that would be great anyway yes I am fuzzy the fuzzy jello of course uh, yeah I don't even know how to turn it up like that's kind of like my thing I don't even know how to uh, okay uh, I will use Google or no I will use DuckDuckGo to solve this problem yes okay uh, add extensions. Apparently, I am supposed to add an extension to do it. Okay, that's really frustrating that there's just no default weight to adjust gain on it. That's like really annoying. Okay, maybe I'll get lucky with a different program here. Let's go to my little engine here and see. Configuration. Uh, let's open this program here and hopefully it does the job let's see now gear yes I will allow it as my firewalls like err no all right configuration yes default configuration and okay well apparently it's not letting me do anything okay well that was an absolute utter complete waste of time so I'm just going to speak louder and you folks are going to turn me up so until I can figure this out the next time so anyway yeah gamer headphones all the way right so closer to my face should I put it in my mouth you think you think that'll help you know I it, it might it might it also might like actually let the Seahawks win tonight so uh, let's see. Uh, an ASMR video with Chase. Absolutely. So cool. All right. Anyway, so there was, uh, let me actually make sure I'm catching up here with. So basically, I was at a meetup group yesterday, and uh, the people that showed up to that meetup group. 
they had gone to an event that I did at a college uh, where I was speaking about fear. I was speaking about inferior functions, and I was a guest speaker. And I was sitting in uh, the student union when that happened, and a bunch of people came up to me, and then we all put our tables uh, together, basically, within, you know, social distancing rules, of course. And we had a conversation. We had a conversation about inferior functions and uh, people's fears. And I actually learned uh, during this uh, this discussion, and then like I also like delivered a, a small speech in the process, that uh, introverted sensing inferior can largely just be attributed to fear of change, basically, a fear of change. And as uh, Ural Arellano would say, an INFP in this community, it's fear of kinetic change versus expert intuition inferior is fear of potential change, basically. So all of these things, uh, this is why SI inferiors out of all of the 16 types actually are afraid of getting hit the most, like physically hit. Uh, that's why also like threatening to spank an ENP child is extremely effective because their SI inferior just doesn't want to deal with it. So, okay, apparently it's too loud now. So what do you want? Like, come on. Yes, the sea hens are absolutely uh, winning. So ba based on that, there's these different interpretations of cognitive functions, basically, and a lot of them are wrong. And the correct ones, you'll find them in season 16 uh, playlist here on this YouTube channel, which is pretty cool. So with that uh, known, I was able to explain fear to these students. And uh, it's funny because I typed them all like instantly and I'm sitting there and then I'm utilizing them within the conversation uh, etc there was like an INTP INTJ uh, couple there was an ESTP woman who was married and she looked like she was 18 or 19 uh, there was another woman who was very late 20s I think uh, 27 2829 she's an ENFJ woman there was an INFP that showed up as well. So it, it was it was really cool to, to be able to have this direct exposure to the students and provide them with advice and assistance uh, in terms of some of their career choices, which was the entire point of the event that I was at and effectively co-hosting there. So anyway, uh, it was uh, it was great. I, I really enjoyed it, and I invited all of them to go to my meetup group. So I went to I went to a meetup group, and there they were. At least only one of them showed up actually, and it was the ENFJ. And it's kind of interesting because that ENFJ, like, effectively started out when I was at the college. They're telling me that I don't know what I'm talking about at all. And I'm like, okay, sure, you can say that and think that if you want. Uh, but then they're the only one that actually showed up to the meetup group. And I was, I was really puzzled by this. I was really, really puzzled by that. And uh, she started uh, expressing some of her frustrations with me about NPs and how much NPs just absolutely just bother her consistently. And she started talking about NPs that she knows, uh, NPs in her life, 
And uh, in those uh, in her descriptions, she's like, yeah, I see them like constantly playing video games to pass the time or some kind of self-medication or they completely stagnate and not uh, move forward in anything in life, which leaves me feeling really insecure and, and it makes me think that I'm the one who has to perform uh, either within my own family or at my job. And I'm constantly having to clean up after NPs on a consistent basis. And I told her, you know what, Th that you're right. Like that's, that's a pretty real thing. That's like a really, really big thing. But then I kind of turned the tables on her and I'm like, hey, guess what? You do realize that you're an ENFJ, which means you're most likely enabling these NPs by doing what you're doing. And you're actually making the situation worse and not better. And it's, it's really, really frustrating when people aren't aware that NJs often, and I mean often, enable NPs. And I think this is probably the number one reason why NJ NP golden pairs don't work out is because of the enabling. Uh, NJs end up enabling NPs, that's a huge thing, or NPs end up putting up with abusive NJs, basically. They're not willing to stand up to them. They're not willing to uh, put their relationship or their friendship on the line because they're too scared. So the NP becomes too scared to change or the NP is too scared to challenge the NJ. Now, if the NP is a man, that makes it even worse because if the NP man is not challenging his NJ woman, his NJ woman will automatically lose respect for him, hypergamy will kick in, and she will move on to somebody else. That's just reality. Uh, the male burden of performance uh, is definitely you know, present with NPs, especially since NPs are often regarded as the most feminine of all the types, although technically the ISFJ still remains king of the feminine in terms of all of the 16 types on paper. Uh, but NPs are still largely feminine, uh, especially you know, NP men. And based on that, manly or alpha traits are not known by default uh, for NP men. They're all learned behaviors, and NP, NP men have to learn these concepts. They have to learn these concepts uh, consistently. Um, so, Andrew Province, I don't sell your email address at all. But if you want to out, opt out of our list, you're welcome to do so. Just know that you won't receive any... Uh, uh, private lectures through email when you do, but go ahead and opt out. I actually purged like 2,000 people from our email list that way because a lot of them are fake email addresses and the test no longer accepts fake emails. I mean, you could submit it, but you're not going to get your results. And then it's just purged from the system. So it's kind of like where it goes. So anyway, uh, based on that, um, yeah, like we never sell email addresses. That's not me. So if someone else is stealing your email or selling your email address, like take it up with them. It's not me, but it's fine if you want to opt out because it keeps my cost down. So keep that up. Anyway, so NPs have to learn manly traits. NP men have to learn manly traits. They have to learn. Uh, they have to learn 
alpha traits basically. They basically start off in life as default betas. Now, granted, oftentimes NPs make it later in their life and they end up gaining those and learning those alpha traits due to like the lack of success in their life, etc. And then they're able to figure it out. The problem is, is that that doesn't happen until they're like 40, 50, which is really lame. So my job is to try to educate them so that they end up having the outlook sooner than later, right? Well, it really comes down to how they manage stress or how they manage adversity or how they manage pain, right? Uh, so the CNFJ just kept on going on and on about how NPs are so depraved, they're so selfish, they're so self-centered, they're oftentimes not willing to expose themselves to certain situations which would allow them to grow. They end up uh, being major idolaters so idolatry folks um if we're gonna like uh look at what the true definition of sin is all sin basically or the human condition psychologically can literally be you know defined as idolatry which means having an idol grand theft auto 5 could be an idol world of warcraft could be an idol right poker could be an idol magic the gathering could be an idol steam could be an idol uh lust is an idol money is an idol like so literally everything out there is when you start to put your attention on something where it just dominates your mind throughout the day etc guess what that is your neural pathways uh, seeking dopamine as a result of whatever action it is and you end up serving that idol just so you can get your dopamine fix etc and that's a huge problem that's where this come from and NPs out of all the 16 types are in my opinion the most likely to stagnate as a result of worshiping their idols for example in my own life I used to be a major World of Warcraft player. I would compete in the arenas. I would, uh, I was considered one of the best uh, World PvP uh, players. I started out World PvP as a rogue, then I went to Warlock, I uh, did really well, although I sucked as a rogue, honestly. I did well as a Warlock. I switched to Warrior, started dominating everybody as a Warrior. And then Death Knights came out, and then I was Death Knight the rest of the way. And even when Death Knights were heavily nerfed, I still made it work, and I still, absolutely dominated people i was that ass who would stand outside uh, stand inside of lake wintergrass underwater with underwater breathing potions and while people would start fishing to do their dangerously delicious uh, daily quest where they're forced against their will to be in a pvp zone to go fishing to complete their uh, daily quest i would literally kill them over and over and over sadistically with my expert sensing demon as often as possible and the way that i set up my gear and my character it was that so that every time i did damage to them i would just gain health i'd gain life basically so i was basically life stealing the whole time so they couldn't actually actually kill me and I would just do this over and over and over and over again and they literally could do nothing and then they they'd have to bring in other people to try to stop me so then I would get uh, like a priest or uh, or a paladin or some kind of healer to come up around and keep me alive while I was fighting like five guys at once and I would still win that's just I, I was just I was good I was good I I was also the guild master of a guild named Daft on the Gurubashi server. Uh, my character name was Fuzzy Jello, of course. And uh, everyone really hated our guild and everyone hated our guts because we would have P 
PvP night twice a week where we literally fly around the world with track humanoid food to find people and we would kill them during quests. We also kill their quest giver and we would just annoy the hell out of everybody and make them suffer as much as possible. So I absolutely subjected them to my SE demons whims all the time. And I would uh, type terrible things to them in chat on a consistent basis. So it was awesome. This was my days in World of Warcraft. And then I was their raid leader and we killed lots of bosses and did lots of cool stuff, right? Here's the problem. I did this eight hours a day, every single day, sometimes 12 hours a day, every single day for years. I did it from 2006 all the way till like 2013, 2014. Yeah, 2014 basically. So a really, really long time. And I literally did, and you know, I had to deal with this like, like I, you know, I was married at the time. I had, I had a child. It was horrible, all because my idol of World of Warcraft. Because I got addicted with my introverted sensing uh, inferior, and I was loyal to this idol, etc. And it was insane. It was absolutely insane. So, with this being said, uh, yes, it is moldy jello. That's correct. So. Uh, I, I always uh, terrorize uh, people online. Trust me. If I have the, if I'm playing a game and I have the opportunity to screw somebody over, I will absolutely do it. So one of the reasons why I was one of the greatest uh, 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 field operatives for Goon Swarm and Eve Online. Gosh, I, I stole like an Aeon, which is like a $600 ship one time. I, I convinced some guy to jump his Wyvern, which is another $600 ship, to my beacon in space doing a trade that wasn't even real. And he still thought that I actually did it, but he, he died because the big red boat summoned like 12 Titans on top of him and they all used their doomsday devices and instantly killed him. He's done. So anyway, and, and, and he literally cried real tears over it and he still thought that I had nothing to do with it. It was it was a very good social engineering attack on my part because playing this game uh, in order to be good at the game, you have to be really good at social engineering in order to get ahead. And I was pretty good at social engineering at the time. Uh, I've done tons of other EVE Online exploits, but that's a whole other thing. And EVE Online became my next idol after uh, World of Warcraft, basically. So idolatry is a major problem for NPs. And oftentimes they commit idolatry because it literally is a form of uh, escapism. And these addictions are a form of escapism so that uh, they can get away from the adversity that they have in life. And then as a result, they stop growing, right? And uh, whereas if we're gonna look at emailed anthrax who's in the live chat right now, uh, Mr. Anthrax uh, is a very interesting fellow because he's like, I used to do that all the time. And I'm like, okay, so uh, extroverted sensing inferiors like INJs, NJs, but especially INJs, they get sucked into games all the time because especially INFJs, because it's like, ooh, I get to prove to my FI critic that I'm useful if I'm really good at the leaderboard. Uh, you know, it's, it's the same thing with INTJs as well. They, they really take their stats, their leaderboard, like very, very seriously. I knew an INFJ kid uh, who was my ex-girlfriend's brother who got inheritor on Halo Reach, for example. So much time, so many hours, and he was very, very skilled at it because he practiced so much because expert sensing inferior gains the most from practice, right? 
Well, the problem is, is that it basically destroyed his life because he wasn't going anywhere. He was like 19 with no job, still living with his parents' house, right? And I, what I was doing, my, my the worst part of my life was when I was trying to hack a DroidX phone with a PDA net app to be able to use its 3G connection for me to play World of Warcraft Cataclysm on my laptop while I was homeless living in a garage and I had an infant. Like, I was a horrible person, extremely depraved. So this is an example of what not to be as an NP. And this is probably the biggest frustration that NJs end up having with NPs. And what's worse, NJs end up taking on some of these bad habits when they're in relationships or in friendships of NPs. And, and it's really hard for an NJ to be an example of responsibility to NPs when the NPs are doing it. And slowly over time, especially NFJs, they will start to mirror the unhealthy or toxic or stagnant NP over time. And it's a huge, huge problem. Huge problem. And uh, based on that, like a lot of people don't even realize you know, it's just how bad it can get. You know, and, and this whole COVID-19 situation definitely made it worse because, and it doesn't have to be video games, I'm just using video games as an example, but so many more people are staying at home and so many more NPs are, you know, worshiping their idols of World of Warcraft, for example, you know, and effectively destroying their friendships and their relationships. And then they still feel entitled, especially the men, they still feel entitled to, you know, uh, uh, to sex, for example. You know what I'm saying? They're not even performing. They've just completely given up on their male burden of performance, right? You know, and uh, and the women, you know, if they get really bad, if they're female NPs who get really bad in their escapism, they'll start being hypergamous uh, towards other men who are online. For example, I knew an ESTJ woman in my church uh, whose son, uh, former church, it's not my church anymore, whose son is not, uh, like, uh, basically it was explained to me that... Uh, uh, her son uh, was not uh, her um, her ex-husband's son, basically. So the person that he thinks is his father is not really actually his father, right? And uh, she ended up divorcing that man, and because uh, she met uh, with uh, some dude who uh, was on World of Warcraft, and he moved from Florida all the way to where she lived across the country on the West Coast, and they're still together to this day, right? Well, guess what? That happens, okay? So, like, hypergamy is a thing. Male Men not performing is a thing. These are all serious problems on a regular basis, you know, when it comes to people committing idolatry and stagnating, especially NPs stagnating in this way. These are the consequences, folks. If you, and then, and it's so funny to hear, like, an INFP man who's in this situation, and he's, he's just complaining about no sex in his relationship, and I'm like, dude, like, what are you doing with your life? like you barely can keep a job as it is and you spend all of your time playing video games anyway you know what i'm saying like you're just completely avoidant of adversity and that is the number one problem with nps especially np men i would have to say that's not to say np women can't do it but nps in general out of all of the 16 types they avoid adversity the most the problem with that 
is that out of all of the 16 types, they need adversity the most. In fact, ENPs specifically need adversity the absolute most. And I would say the ENTP needs adversity the most, the most out of all of the 16 types. Because without adversity, everything's going to fall apart. So let's talk about why that is. When it comes to NPs, without adversity, there's no growth. Uh, and uh, without growth, there's no life. Without without growth, growth is the only um, proof that life actually exists. I've used this example before in other videos, but basically like if a river stops flowing, everything dies. Everything's gotta keep moving consistently. And adversity is what really sets the men from the boys apart with NPs. So if you're considering being a friend or in a relationship with an NP, and you're like an NJ, for example, or maybe you're an SP, right? You're an NJ or an SP, and you're looking at a relationship with an NP, you have to really ask yourself, how does this NP handle adversity? How do they actually handle it, right? It's, it's a really, really big deal. Um, and I think this is one of the reasons why SPs and NJs do loyalty checks, because those loyalty checks are also uh, endurance checks or perseverance checks or fortitude checks, just to test to see how strong those NPs are to be able to deal with adversity. Now, granted, all NPs avoid adversity, and I think NFPs avoid adversity the most because they're just like, oh, I'm not in the mood to face adversity, right? And that could be a, a serious, a serious thing as a result, right? Um, but the reason why ENTPs need to face adversity more so than like an ENFP, because ENFPs struggle with depravity in those, the reason why is is because ISFJ subconscious or I or crusaders in general, they kind of just need a bare amount of adversity in their life in order to be remotely motivated. Whereas an ENFP could still be motivated by wealth, even if adversity is not present, right? That's one of the advantages an ENFP actually has over an ENTP because and that's also an advantage that an INFP would have over an INTP is because they could still be motivated by gaining themselves status and notoriety and titles, uh, et cetera, respectability, regard from others. That could still motivate them even if they're trying to avoid adversity. So technically the NFPs in the long run, when it comes to dealing with adversity, they end up winning out against the NTPs. The NTPs end up losing. And uh, which, which makes a lot of sense because NTPs, they have even less motivation because NTPs really just don't care about money that much. They really don't. Uh, they care more so about helping people and then dealing with the adversity that their SI would have to deal with on a consistent basis. If you're an SI user, you face adversity towards yourself because you're constantly trying. It's like, uh, it's like entropy. Your SI is constantly in a state of decay and that natural decay that a impacts or introverted sensing leads to adversity in some capacity in your life, just that natural decay. And you're trying to grow through that natural decay so that the adversity is gone. And you're constantly trying to, because because your SI is constantly decaying into that expert intuition chaos because they're in a cognitive uh, axis together.
If you want to learn more about cognitive access, I recommend the Season 5 playlist on this channel or the Season 18 playlist, which is available at csjoseph.life forward slash members. If you become a member, you gain access to uh, Season 18, which does get sent out in pieces over email once a month. But if you want to watch every episode, you can watch it as a member. It's only $29 a month, and we have yet to announce our $250 uh, giveaway for this month, which happens this week. Pretty awesome. And make sure you guys uh, become a journeyman member at csjoseph.life forward slash members. Hashtag commercial over. So when, so, uh, so yeah, you're in that state of decay, but they're constantly trying to get out of that decay. But again, trying to motivate, uh, you know, crusader types who with super low introvert intuition is extremely hard and the only thing that really motivates them is them being uncomfortable for the most part or if somebody needs help basically but the thing is though if an ntp is constantly isolating themselves if they're and that's how you know an ntp is unhealthy by the way so like out there like if you're an nj uh or a uh, an sfp and you're considering uh, a relationship a sexual relationship with an ntp if that ntp isolates themselves from other people throw them in the dumpster stay away do not have a relationship with that ntp they are toxic they are very toxic people only an ntp who is around other people uh, can basically have an opportunity to be more motivated. And this is especially true if you're an SFP or an NJ woman considering a relationship with an NTP, okay? Because if that NTP is not surrounded by people, the one, the, because there's only two things that motivate NTPs, helping others or dealing with their own adversity. But if they're not around people, they're not being motivated to help other people. And if they're not being motivated to help other people, the only thing they care about is dealing with their adversity. And they're either gonna face their adversity head on, or they're going to run away from their adversity. And if they run away from their adversity, then comes the addictions, video games, drugs, oh my gosh. I don't know what it is with INTPs and snorting cocaine, but I keep seeing it consistently in my coaching practice. It's like, wow, really? It's a thing, it's a thing. I, I guess INTP men love them some cocaine for some reason, I, I don't know, it's a thing. So based on that, like when you're in that situation, you don't wanna be in that situation. So if, 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 if you, and it's especially hard for an INTP because INTPs, they're the most shut-ins of all the types. Yeah, but they're unhealthy. You have to push them or force them into a position to help other people. And if they're not helping other people, they're completely unmotivated and all they care about is adversity, comfort, right? At least an ENTP, since they're an extrovert, have that extroverted need inside of themselves that forces them to be around other people. Thank God. Thank God they have that, you know. So that, uh, that would be a thing, right? So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, sure, I'm sure his son definitely enjoys uh, sniffing coke. My friends were telling me all about that because there is like this thing like some images that were dumped about that or something, but I have no idea. And no, I didn't go look at them, gross. But, so 
So that's really how you can separate the men from the boys in terms of like NPs, uh, you know, and, and also like from the women as well, because women, women uh, NTPs or women NPs, they'll still try to go for that escapism. I don't know how many times like there's this there's this ENFP gamer that I know that literally does that same thing. And she's just trying to escape all the time and is part of advert and trying to avoid her adversity instead of like uh, facing it head on. You know, she's getting fat, uh, her desirability is going down, and it's just really painful for Expert Intuition Hero to endure. So instead, she just plays video games all day, getting that dopamine fix instead of facing her adversity head on, which is just going to make her even more undesirable. See, that's the thing. Why is it important to face adversity? Because if an NP faces their adversity uh, and doesn't try to escape it, because expert intuition is on the axis with introverted sensing, the more they build up their introverted sensing, the more desirable they become. The more powerful the expert intuition hero is and the more desirable they are. So as part of me facing my own adversity, I went to the gym again, because I go to the gym like all the time, at least five times a week. And I do four mile walks every single day. So four miles of walking plus five days a week of gym time and uh, four of those five times are hardcore lifts, only supersets. I only superset. And the fifth day is a cardio day. And it's a lot of work. Uh, just today, actually, um, I did uh, 205 pounds on hip thrust uh, with for like 50 reps. It was insane. Oh, and they were superset with leg curls on top of that for another 50 reps of leg curls. What I'm doing is really hard, but I have to face my adversity. It's funny, actually, even even Railgun told me this morning, she's like, oh yeah, you've definitely lost a ton of fat, she told me, because uh, um, I was in the bathroom with her this morning and she was getting ready, uh, getting ready for work, and she told me this, and I was like, oh wow, okay, that's cool. You know, it's nice to it's nice to see results, etc. But this is an example of me facing my own adversity every single day. Oh, and another byproduct is is that my uh, my lymph nodes are being drained due to the an constant anaerobic exercise, which means I'm not really having very many symptoms uh, anymore like I used to. So uh, in terms of me being sick, so that's another plus as well. So uh, not only that, losing body fat leads to higher testosterone production, which is fantastic as well. Tons of benefits for it. So as a result, I am becoming more desirable because I'm facing my adversity, right? This is like literally how it is. But no, you know, I'm, I'm an NFP and I'm not, I'm not in the mood for that. I, I'm not in the mood. I'm not in the mood. I don't. I don't want to go. I. I just want to. I want to sit home and play poker online, and watch uh, uh, Daniel Negreanu all day long. You know what I'm saying? And 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 to the particular person in the audience who thinks that I'm talking about them right now when I say that, I am not referring to you. I promise. Okay, I'm literally not referring to you. So please don't think I'm talking about you. I am not. All right. So. Uh, there's, 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 I, I know, um, I, I know an INFP who, who has that going for them. So anyway, that being said, you gotta, you gotta realize that this is a big deal. 
it, you know, it's also interesting. Is like my closest friends uh, who I talk to on an almost daily basis, they're always making fun of me, and they're like, "Oh, you know, everything is always on fire in Chase's land. He's either he's either dying, or his company's on fire, or uh, something broke down, or something's not working." And then eventually, they're like, "Wait a minute, Chase just always needs adversity in his life in order to stay motivated." And I'm like, "Yeah, that's exactly right." Because an NP needs a gun to their head in order for them to stay motivated. So let's break it down. You got the tortoise and you have the hare, right? You have, uh, I don't even know how who Hathor Bjornsson is. I don't even know who that is. Yeah, like, okay. So, um, oh yeah, I would like to actually point that out. So Aaron says, yeah, you're married though. So desirability to your wife, LOL. Okay, so for those of you, and, and no, Tanya, you are not asexual. Every single INJ makes that claim, but until someone actually gives them attention, that goes away. So don't even say that. That's like not even remotely accurate. No. Um, but I would like to address something that Aaron said in the chat right now. So if you're married and you're uh, like, it's so upsetting to me when NPs who are married are like, oh, I'm finally married, which means I've just cashed out of the sexual marketplace, which means I don't, I can just let myself go now and I don't have to be desirable anymore. <clears throat> Wrong. Do you guys know how oftentimes like, I recommend to couples to consider separation or divorce just because uh, one of them or both of them have let their bodies go? It's absolutely ridiculous. Our culture like needs to understanding that fat shaming could actually potentially be a little bit healthy for people, especially when it comes to children. And I see small children, six-year-olds, five-year-olds, and they're obese. This is absolutely ridiculous. And the number one cause of, obes of, of obesity is, and I quote, ignorance. Ignorance is the number one cause of obesity. Don't be ignorant. Learn about that. Do you seriously want your daughter to be, your six-year-old daughter to be obese, constantly asking for snacks all the time? And the stuff that you feed her has zero nutritional value. So she's eating macronutrients, which is providing her body energy, but she's not getting any nutrients at all, which is just causing her to want to eat more because you are not giving her micronutrients because the body has to have micronutrients in order to live. So she keeps eating more macronutrients over and over and over again because she's not getting enough micronutrients. And that's why she's craving food all the time. It's not just, it's not because she's a greedy glutton. It's because you as a parent are incapable of feeding your children with micronutrient dense foods. It's your fault not hers wake up and then you tell her oh you you need to go exercise a lot more you need to watch less tv even though she's already like only watching 30 minutes of tv a day are you kidding me it's your fault as the parent because you're ignorant stop doing it I recently coached a, a couple recently who was who who hired me to try to figure out how to get her get their ENTP daughter from being so obese, basically. And I'll be honest, like, I think both of her parents were obese too. And I'm just like, no, 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 don't do that. You guys don't even know what's going on here. And then like, it, it just, it just absolutely devolved. It's, it's so horrible. Anyway, ah, 
it's it's just bad parenting and we have bad parenting because we have a bad society and we have a bad society because of fatherlessness you know uh, i had someone recently tell me that you know everyone's like oh no it's it's not just about fatherlessness it's all about uh it's all about like a greedy entitled mothers or i forgot what it was she said but i disagree because a father who's in the house and setting the rule of the house basically a true father a true man who makes himself his mental point of origin and he always has frame for all of you men out there that actually know what that means if you don't know what that means look up frame is everything and if you're not doing that you're not a man anyway uh the point is like if they're in that situation they're not going to tolerate uh, a, a you know a, a greedy depraved entitled mother etc in that in that regard so it, it wouldn't even be a problem it just goes away because the truth is folks where men lead women follow that's just reality and it, i don't care how sexist that sounds i don't care how misogynistic that sounds that's that's fact that is fact if you have a problem with that i i don't know what to say that that's a fact i mean you can literally look it up do all the research that's a thing where men lead women follow the problem is men aren't really interested in leading because they don't get anything out of leading that's the problem if you don't believe me on that i recommend checking out uh chloe roma also roma army her channel she's an entp it's pretty interesting i highly recommend her stuff it's pretty cool uh so <laughs> i can't i can't candace i can't um so uh i i am scary that's just how it is so <sighs> yeah for some people it's not diet because they're endomorphic like you know but the thing is though you can look at the tongan people where the majority of them are endomorphic but they didn't actually have any problems uh with their society and they weren't actually fat until after white bread and sugar was introduced into their diet this is heavily explored in dr Catherine shanahan's book deep nutrition so i suggest you go educate yourself right um, there's also many, many, many other resources that can corroborate uh, that as well. Uh, so anyway, uh, so with that being said, you have to understand that if you're not facing adversity as an NP, you're going to become super depraved. And yes, the ENFP can be the most depraved of all the four, but that's not to say that all of them can't be depraved. A depraved INTP is that guy who locks himself in his basement, at mother's basement, basically, is playing video games all day long, and not, and then, and then just nonchalantly deciding not to speak to anyone because he had one bad relationship once, right? Like that happens. It's super annoying and not necessary, right? so don't do that okay so back to the tortoise and the hare if you if you remember the fable the tortoise and the hare the hare who has all the talent in the world all of the performing power in the world and he's the expert at sensor that's the that is the nj right that could be an inj likely an inj but still an nj all the performance in the world all the performance power all that horsepower and boom there goes that that hare down in the race it gets about midway it's like oh that tortoise will take forever I'm just could take a nap take a little rest after a bit and then i'll catch him up later right which is kind of similar to INTJ procrastination if you think about it or INJ or I or INFJ procrastination because they just don't know how to finish or they don't know how to start excuse me right so it's like okay yeah procrastination kind of comes in it can be a problem well the tortoise the tortoise what what motivates the tortoise to keep going 
he is in the race because he doesn't have a choice. The tortoise, who is all about hard work, is only doing that hard work because he has a gun to his head. Because he has no choice. That's how you motivate an NP. That's how an NP overcomes adversity. They have to face it head on because they don't have a choice. Out of all of the 16 types, NPs benefit the most. They benefit the most from, um, from suffering, from pain. They benefit the most from hitting rock bottom. If you want, if, if you find an NP who's completely unmotivated, if they're an NTP and they're not helping others and they're not fa and they're just escaping their adversity, or if you find uh, an NFP who is escaping their adversity and serving idolatry basically and committing idolatry, uh, you know, being committant to idolatry, and then you have uh, you have them also uh, for some reason be unmotivated to increase their own status or whatever those people sometimes the only way to reach them is that they have to be on rock bottom i recommended to this enfj what she can do about this infp that she knows and i'm like you have no choice but to publicly shame them they're too far gone they don't care about their status and they just want to keep escaping to video games so call up every single person that they respect get them on a uh, on a phone call or a facetime and in front and then have them on the phone go right up behind the infp and then start criticizing the infp with your ti inferior while holding up the phone so they get to watch you criticize them for everything at once and then they'll have comments this is what we call a uh, rock paper scissors out of nowhere intervention and then the NFP is completely publicly shamed in that moment. And then all of a sudden they're motivated. Good luck trying to motivate NI critic. You just can't because they'll just outlast you. Think about it. An INFP isn't going to do anything unless they have multiple people telling them the same thing. So like if this is an INFP woman or an INFP man and you're married to them or you're in a sexual relationship with them, they're not going to change just because you, the TI user, say something. They're not going to change. They're only going to change if you and multiple people outside of the relationship tell them. Gosh, I could almost make an argument for polyamory or polygamy at this point because if they had multiple adults under one roof that infp would be always at risk of being shamed by multiple people simultaneously that they would stay motivated interesting how that works hmm just some food for thought not saying i'm advocating for those lifestyles i'm just doing a bill nye the science guy please consider the following anyway or the previous the point is, guys, you have to understand the benefits of motivating NPs by subjecting them to adversity and forcing them against their will to face that adversity with a gun to their head. And the INFP way, even the ENFP way, public shaming goes a long way. For NTPs, they have to be unwanted. They have to be completely abandoned. Completely abandoned. All of their creature comforts have to be completely taken away, right? And you have to prove to them how their behaviors, their stagnation is harming other people. You know, 
my ESTP mentor, and ESTPs are amazing when it comes to seeing weak, inept, stagnant NPs. My ESTP mentor comes up to me and then is like, you know, wow, that's a, that's a big issue, right? So this ESTP publicly shamed me, took away all my creature comforts, took everything. It completely exposed me to everybody. And it was at that point that I decided, yeah, I need to change. And I and I said and then he offered after he basically destroyed me in downtown Bellevue the following day he offered to become my mentor and I accepted immediately and as a result of accepting his mentorship he gave me the gift he gave me a gift probably the greatest gift anyone in my entire life has ever given me and that's the type grid and I've shared that gift with you right I was at rock bottom he helped me get to rock bottom he knew I needed to get to rock bottom before I could figure things out I was addicted to World of Warcraft. I was homeless. I had an infant, barely like no job at the time, barely able to keep a job. And I literally had I literally had nothing. Absolutely nothing. I was I was 25, 26 years old when this went down. And he rescued me. He rescued me from myself by challenging me. This is what extroverted sensors do for introverted sensors. Extroverted sensors sometimes provide additional adversity to kind of topple the little Jenga tower that is the NP so that that tower comes a tumbling down and they're at rock bottom so that the SE user can build that person. Well, that's technically more of what Templars do for people, not so much Wayfarers. But in some cases, Wayfarers can do that, but not as well as Templars can. This is why Templars exist, right? Yeah, Bellevue is good times, although not sure about it with, you know, how things... I, I did start out as a rogue in WoW, yes I did, uh, and my last class was actually a druid. So, anyway, where there is no growth, without growth there is no life. So, how do you grow? You have to face your adversity you have to face it head-on if you're fat and ugly that's your fault go fix it it's just you being ignorant and I'm sorry you had ignorant parents I had ignorant parents they took responsibility for it they actually apologized to me for my obesity because of how ignorant they were but then again a lot of people in Gen X would say yeah we didn't know any better we didn't know you know, and since then we've been working on things. And I mean, even even my father's uh, ignorance when it comes to food and health has harmed him severely in his health, just like it's harmed me severely. The difference is, is that I've recognized it and I've tried to face my own adversity and get over, you know, me being obese, right? You know, and I'm I'm at my uh, I'm like I'm underneath my high school weight right now, and I'm still getting stronger. I, I can literally superset 50 reps of dumbbell split squats and 50 reps of uh, leg press with 437 pounds on it right now. You see what I'm saying? Like I'm I'm go I'm going places with this. Hopefully I'll be able to uh, compete in Jeet Kune Do in the very near future. It's one of the reasons why I'm doing this. Why? Because I promised my son that I would teach him Gung Fu. So I'm going to learn it, and I'm going to master it, and then I will become a teacher. I'll even open up my own dojo one day, because I want to, right? So that's important. That's very important to me as a result, right? 
So yes, sadly, I am class of 2005. Yes, I am. The literal, the literal worst year to go to to go to college and to graduate from high school. The literal worst year. That's the year that they made it so that subprime mortgage loans were out, but they also made subprime student loans. And I graduated from school with $120,000 in debt, and then it was like $1,800 a month. One of the reasons why I was homeless, right? It was it was not that great. So, yeah, I I I've done strong lifts five by five. I'm not doing that anymore. I'm on a different program which I like. So it's a program where I use the ultimate study technique, which you guys, if you haven't watched that on this channel, you should probably watch it. But that program um, basically was created by an ENTP who was as obese as I was. And now she's like a supermodel and, and she's been managing me. I think I'll uh, introduce her to the audience after I get a six pack and I'm well uh, inside of uh, my Jeet Kune Do training, basically. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I think I'll, I will um, introduce her to the audience and we can both tell our stories about overcoming adversity in another uh, episode of uh, Confessions of an ENTP. So yeah, it's a, it's a thing. Yeah, if it ain't growing, it's dying. Exactly, exactly. So how, how do I deal with this? You, you have to... NPs need to get to the point where instead of running away from adversity, they need to actually get to a point where they seek adversity. If you're an NTP, you need to seek other people's adversity and solve those problems. And then because you're solving other people's problems, you'll, you will learn how to solve your problems, right? As an NFP, you need to seek adversity and then face your own issues head on. Go find out what other people think. Go collect ideas. Go research so that you can solve your own issue, NPs or NFPs. That's how you do it. But if you don't seek pain, if you don't seek suffering, you will not grow. And then you will be abandoned by your lovers. You will be abandoned by your children. You won't be wanted by anyone. You will be left by your friends. And you will be so toxic and you don't even know why because all you care about is mudversity, comfort. You need to make yourselves as not comfortable as possible. NPs need to learn how to make themselves comfortable in any situation, including homelessness. If you're homeless and you're living in your car, do it because it will build things inside of you. Now... Here is, uh, here is a saying that directly correlates to NPs, and it was, uh, it was actually, um, it was actually written by an ESTP. It's funny how those ESTPs just know, they, they, they know, uh, uh, they know exactly what to say to an NP. It's really, it's, it's really hilarious to me how this is on a, on a consistent basis. Wow. I can't, I, for some reason I can't even find it. There we go. Okay. There we go. All right. So apparently I have to wait to load here. All right. So I'm going to read you probably the most important thing for SI child and SI inferior to know 
for NPs and overcoming adversity, and it comes from an ESTP. Um, he was uh, this ESTP was the brother of a very uh, famous uh, person uh, who who was a Templar and changed the world uh, and uh, is still changing the world, you know, every single day uh, because it just it's like the gift that keeps on giving. So, but the ESTP was that guy's brother. So let me read to you exactly what he's telling NPs, this ESTP, quote, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials and adversity of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, and let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Steadfastness also means endurance, perseverance, fortitude, the ability to stand firm, right? Strength, strength of character. That's exactly what it is. So NPs, you need to be going out of your way to seek trials, to seek problems, to seek adversity on a regular basis. If you don't do this, you will fail in life and nobody will want you and you will be alone. I don't care how much you INPs like being alone because guess what? You will fail. You will fail at everything. No one will want you, no one will value you, and no one will think highly of you whatsoever. To them, they will see you as trash. Nothing more than human trash. You wanna know where the words white trash came from, for example? I don't know. There's possibly, you know, like, like, these, these terms, these stereotypes that people throw out there, you have to understand that there's a lot of stereotypes out there that exist that directly map to certain types, okay? I'm not saying that that's what white trash does for INPs. I'm not saying that, so like, don't take it out of context, folks. But what I am saying is, is that please understand that these stereotypes and these criticisms exist for a reason. And it's oftentimes because people are unwilling to get out of their own way. And sometimes to get out of your own way, you have to deal with your problems. You have to focus on your adversity. Because if an NP lacks steadfastness, lacks endurance, lacks perseverance, lacks that loyalty, lacks that ability to handle, uh, that strength to be able to handle when storms hit them in their life, guess what? They're nothing more than a house built upon the sand. And then when the rains come and the wind blows, it gets washed away right off. You want a house built on the rock. So all you NJs and SPs out there who want to be in relationships with NPs, you might want to check that that NP is built on the rock. You might want to do that. Otherwise, you're screwed. And I wouldn't want to I wouldn't recommend you get into a relationship with those people, much less a friendship, because it'll just be a bunch of take, 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 NP bullshit, and that ain't cool. You're not going to want that either. You know what I'm saying? Not going to want that either, whatever. So that's a problem. Also, NPs... If you are dealing with adversity, if you have strength of character, if you have endurance, if you have perseverance, if you have steadfastness, you become great examples to other NJs and to SPs in dealing with their own adversity. You're able to handle all of that, right? It works. They can do that. They do that. It's awesome. Someone please tell me the Seahawks score in the live chat. So... 
Ezra Kosefi, yes, I am talking about James, the brother of Jesus. So, that's the thing, NPs. You don't want to be human trash. You really don't want to be thrown in the dumpster. But you will get thrown in the dumpster if you run away from my problems. If you run away and seek out comforts, comforts given to you by idols. World of Warcraft, right? I keep saying that a lot. Gosh, you know, uh, there's so much more. Sometimes, you know, like... It's just all these little addictions, drugs, alcohol, there's just some things, video games, it doesn't matter. It could be your job, NPs, it could literally be your job, okay? Come on. Okay. Uh, okay, well, all right. All right, thank you, Duggo. Awesome. Uh, glad my team is going. I was really concerned about them because uh, Kyler Murray is pretty good with offense ah anyway <laughs> so my friends my friends always joke about how chase always needs adversity to stay motivated and it's true adversity is what motivates NPs to perform right they like they always make fun of me he always needs a gun to his head he always and there's another NTP in our group and he's the same way so it's like okay if there was a gun to your head what would you say right it's the same type of thing so how do you, how, you know, I, I told you the why. I told you about, you know, yeah, steadfastness, endurance, fortitude, perseverance. But that's the why. That's why you face your adversity. But I haven't answered the question as to how. How does an NP face their adversity? How do they do it? Well, first of all, the best recommendation that I could say comes from a book known as The Tao of Jeet Kune Do by Bruce Lee, who is an ENTP. And Bruce Lee and his philosophy, his Taoist philosophy, he'd always talk about be like water. You know what's great about water? Water is also the element attached to expert intuition. And NPs have expert intuition hero and expert intuition parent. Okay, it's fantastic to have these functions. Why? Because we have the most water of all the types. Why is this important? It means water can take any form. We can mimic. We can mimic anything. It's like that superpower in Heroes Season 3, I believe, with the girl who has uh, the muscle mimic ability. A muscle mimic seeing what other people's are doing and then she's able to mimic it just pretty well well here's the thing here's the thing with that another aspect of water if you're following Bruce Lee's be like water philosophy is that water is literally indestructible it's indestructible what happens when you punch water it just displaces it's not destroyed if you heat it up it just turns to steam it eventually comes back to the ground and gathers up again you can move it, but you can't destroy it. Another thing that's important is that Bruce Lee uses the example of the oak tree that stands up in the wind. And over the years, it's very strong and very powerful, and it perseveres. But eventually, the wind will cause it to crack because it's just in one place. However, you look at the bamboo, it goes with the wind. It bends with the wind. And the bamboo is not destroyed by the storms of the wind. You see? 
So when you have extroverted sensors coming after you and blowing their wind, you are like the bamboo, right? Yeah. And then when you have NI users with their fire trying to burn you with their passion, burn your extrovert intuition, you become like steam or you become formless. You assume formlessness like the law of power, according to Robert Greene, who is also an NP. Hmm. You see what I'm saying, folks? Being like water is how you are able to face your adversity as an NP. No one of the 16 types are more like water than NPs. Understand this. I recommend all NPs read the Tao of Jeet Kune Do, according to Bruce Lee, so they can better to understand these concepts. It's very, very important. So let's talk about how Chase deals with this. How Chase deals with this. How does Chase deal with adversity in his own life? So I have adversity. I've got tons of adversity. Um, I had, uh, uh, here, let me give you some examples of adversity. I got uh, people on Facebook who are constantly after me on a regular basis. Uh, so many people on Facebook groups, they, they like to talk a lot of mess, talk lots of smack towards me all the time. They've never even taken the test. They probably never even watched a video or it was all it was probably like you know some people like oh you know he's too harsh you know my feelings and it's like okay you don't have to listen to me you know go forth in, in ignorance if you want that's okay you know but it's so interesting to me because these people like they're constantly shitting on me over and over and over and i will admit to this audience that absolutely of course all the mean things that people say about me hurt me of course they do I, I am often hurt by the horrible things people say about me online. But the point is, the question is, is that whether or not I decide to give up just over haters, I don't decide to give up over haters. In fact, I've learned that as they're constantly sending their hatred towards me, I take that energy and then I redirect it out or I redirect it in a completely different direction. So like every single time, um, hold on, I'll, I'll get to that in a second, Scream, uh, but that's an excellent question, and that's actually, I was literally about to talk about that after I finished my point, so nice to see that you're tracking. So, the point is, is that these people, I, I have tons of haters, uh, there's burning effigies on me on Reddit, uh, Facebook groups hate me, especially the one where Megan Lovata is actually one of the admins on, they absolutely hate my guts, uh, and uh, there's, uh, there's a lot of situations as a result of that, but in any situation, I even had people who used to work for me create a podcast about me, saying about how much of a horrible human being I am, you know, what they didn't realize is that the attention, the small amount of attention that, that they did get, there's actually a few people within the community who first watched their stuff, and then they watched my stuff, and they realized, oh, Chase is actually right, and then they hired me for coaching. So <laughs> this podcast of my haters that they have who hate me and say these outrageous things about me actually makes me money. I'm like, oh, okay, great. I guess that means we can use that money to finish the test. You know what I'm saying? 
here's other here's other issues i've had a lot of my friends i've had people work for me i've had my own family betray me consistently over and over and over i'd hire people to do certain things for me and then they did a terrible job and it was mostly because i just didn't really want to do it myself so how i faced that adversity was is i just doubled down and i'm like you know what i'm going to do the work myself I'm just going to figure it out myself. And so I did. So the test in its current form, the website in its current form, all the web pages you see, I did that. I did it. I, that's what 14 to 16 hour days looks like for five weeks straight. I never knew web development. I did it myself. I just had to have the endurance, my introverted sensing endurance to deal with that. It's it's just all I could do. Well, I mean, Megan Lovato has TI inferior, so I mean, she's trying to go out of her way to get everyone else to listen to her, but won't listen to anybody. It's really frustrating. You know, uh, she's not exactly somebody that has given me a good experience. You know, and she she's had the opportunity, you know, with her ENFJ-ness to actually do that. One YouTuber that did treat me with respect, uh, who is an ENFJ, that's Love Lou, although she thinks she's an ESTP for some reason, but that's another story. But Love Lou, you know, she's very sweet, she's very nice, she's very respectful, and that's why I went on her show. But Megan Lovata has treated me with nothing but disrespect, so I don't really want to have anything to do with her. I would have been happy to be on her show, but no, it really wasn't, uh, it's just not for me. Like, there's... <laughs> Seriously, like if 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 a YouTuber is going to treat me with respect, I'll go on their show. But if they're not, then I'm not going to do it. Like, what's the point? You know what I'm saying? So anyway, so there are times when I'm able to always redirect adversity in some way. Maybe sometimes I can use my expert intuition to uh, turn a situation, to turn evil into good and benefit for myself or other people, which is an example of that. Uh, or sometimes I just have to stand there and take the hits, knowing full well that later I will be able to, the consequences of that moment will benefit me later because I'll have to self-sacrifice and take the hits at that moment, which I've had to do on a consistent basis over and over and over. And it's so interesting because these people out there don't even understand me. I mean, an example of this would be uh, Taylor Briggs, who's on the Flow State uh, channel sometimes. He, he called me one time. He's like, what's your game? What's your angle? And I'm like, oh, great. It's another ESTP who's projecting his ENFP superego on me and assuming I'm being a charlatan when he actually watched one of my email lectures and was confronted with the fact that I might actually be right about something. Oh, no. So it just it's it's really it's 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 hilarious to me, you know, how he's like, ah, oh, you're an obvious charlatan. And I'm like, OK. It's fine if you think I'm a charlatan, but please practice and use the type grid and tell me where it's wrong. Please tell me where I'm wrong. I mean, if you want to accept what everyone else tells you, if you want to use your ISTJ shadow to outsource your thinking to other people instead of verifying with your TI parent, which is potentially underdeveloped, that's your business, sir. But honestly, like, I actually like Taylor Briggs. I like him. But that's my problem. I often like people and love people who hate my guts or people that I don't trust or don't trust me. I guess that's introverted sensing inferior Stockholm syndrome, right? I guess where that, that's where that comes from. 
And as Scream Rejects asked, how does an ENTP manufacture adversity? Well, that's definitely a thing too. ENTPs sometimes have to create adversity in order for them to stay motivated. That is another technique that you can do. So for example, yesterday I created a scandal. Why? Because I used one of my Facebook friends and uh, went on a post that she put on her profile and I created content out of that. She has not criticized me for it whatsoever and she was using her freedom of speech to state her beliefs and anyone could publicly access her profile and read her profile with no issue and she is very proud to say what her opinion is on how she lives her life with her husband and what her lifestyle is. If that means she has an open marriage and she's preaching the benefits of an open marriage, that's her business and that's what she can do and that's fine. And I also was exercising my freedom of speech because if it needed to be private between her and I, it would have been on Facebook Messenger or in a Facebook private group, but that was in a public arena. And I responded to her question publicly. But the haters on Facebook and the haters on Reddit took issue with that. And they're telling me that I'm violating her privacy, which just gives me more attention and more scandal, which leads to more people talking about me and this community. As a result of that, more people end up joining the community. More people end up spending money. And then that money goes into developing the mobile app and the textbook and, you know, feeding the families of the people who work for CSJ as well as making sure that you, this community, have everything that you guys need or expect for from me or the team to produce for you. That's how it works. They can't destroy me. I'm like water. I'm indestructible. I'm literally indestructible. It may inconvenience me where they turn me to steam. It may inconvenience me where they displace me. But I'm indestructible. You can't stop me. You can't stop what's coming. If all of you out there who do hate me, if you only knew what I got coming, if you only knew, because it's far more than I've revealed or shown to people. And even what I've already talked about is just a very small percentage, right? It's so funny. One of my biggest critics, uh, his name is the Poker Guru. He hates my guts. And uh, this guy, uh, this guy, he he actually admitted that you know he admitted in, on Reddit recently that yeah, well CSJ like. Uh, he's absolutely wrong, but it won't matter because it's just, you know, he's basically admitting that this is a snowball effect. And I'm like, thank you, Poker Guru, for talking about me. If you want to actually do me any harm, stop talking about me. Stop giving me attention. But you can't resist, can you? See, no one can. That expert intuition hero desirability, you know what I'm saying? No one can resist. No one can. I'm not saying that arrogantly. I'm saying that because this is the power of NPs. This is the power they really have. This is coquetry, right? They have the seductive style of coquetry. This is where this comes from. It's all about water. And as a result of that, I'm indestructible. And as a result of that, I am inevitable. I am so inevitable that you could end my life right now and you still couldn't stop what's coming. You can't. It's too late. Too many people know the truth. It's over. I've already won. 
I've won so well. I've won so well with this little enterprise that even if I lost everything and I was homeless, living out of my Subaru, I'd still produce content and I'd still keep on winning. You can't stop me. You know, someone cue up that MC Hammer song right now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> ah, Scream Rejects again. What are some of the ways those of us without a massive community of haters around us can manufacture adversity in our day-to-day -day life? Create yourself a scandal. Just make sure no one's actually harmed. But, you know, I, a, a way that I, commit a, uh, I do a scandal is I commit a social faux pas of some kind that creates attention. I recommend reading uh, Crush It and Crushing It by Gary Vaynerchuk about that. I also recommend reading Trust Me, I'm Lying by Ryan Holiday, who is an ENTP. And Ryan Holiday's version of this live stream is his book, The, Ob the Obstacle is the Way, right? That's about how his uh, dissertation on adversity and how it benefits ENTPs like himself. It's absolutely uh, incredible. Uh, so, yes, I can predict the future as long as I have more experience. But I can't predict anything if I'm in the basement playing video games constantly. And that's just, you know, a really <laughs> crappy situation. So folks, adversity is the cure to depravity. Seeking pain, seeking adversity is the key to success for an NP. Overcoming adversity is literally everything that you need to do as an NP to be wanted by others and to be successful in your life. You have to subject yourself to pain and suffering every single day. You'll gain wisdom and you'll become far more desirable and more powerful than anything you can imagine. So. NP, if NPs need adversity, what's the equivalent for NJs? They need practice. Literally, it's practice. And they need to be practicing around or with people who have already overcome adversity and already are strong. So, anyway, folks, uh, that's it for tonight. Uh, thank you all for coming. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Confessions of an ENTP. A little bit longer one. But I haven't done one of these in a little while, so I really hope you've enjoyed it. So, And anyway, folks, with all that being said, I'll see you guys tonight.